Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 62 of the Ventures podcast. My name's Will, and I'm the host of this show. I wanted to take a, a special episode and just walk through the framework that my partners and I at ProDeVentures use when evaluating early stage startups. I've been investing in startups for over 10 years now. I built my first two tech companies in the 2000s, and I've been basically helping entrepreneurs in the earliest stages of their journey before they have their full team in place. And so when I'm, when I'm looking at a deal, a, a, a new venture that's getting off the ground, I'm essentially thinking about team, product, market, traction, and the financial model. So I wanna take a few minutes and just as succinctly as possible, walk through what I mean by those five things. And so team, the team really in the early stages, especially when you're right at the idea stage, comes down to you, the founder, the CEO. And that means if you're ready for this seven to 15 year gauntlet of building a startup, recruiting a team, building the product, thinking about the marketing, dealing with investors, uh, you know, the typical time to a good exit or an IPO is right in that 10 to 12 to 15 year time frame. And so it's a long gauntlet. The first thing you need to do is ask yourself if you're that person. I've invested in teams that, that realized that they weren't the CEO. They didn't have the CEO. So they recruited another co-founder to be that person. But it's important that you have a strong CEO. They don't necessarily need to be the, the, the classic charismatic uh, you know, hand waver business development type people that there are plenty of great technical CEOs, plenty of great creative CEOs. They just need to surround themselves with a team that typically have the creative, the marketing, uh, as well as the, the building the product. I mean, fundamentally, the two, the two pedals on a bicycle in a growing startup are your, your growth and your product. And so you really need a team that, that balances out each other from a communication standpoint and just practically, can you build something and can you sell it? <laughs> like, can you develop a digital or hardware product or some kind of service and can you get people to use it and love it and tell other people about it? And so a lot of the evaluation around team is, is essentially that. It's, is, is there a strong CEO and is this team or the development of the team going to be able to execute in an effective manner to build a rapidly growing startup. So the second thing is product. And you know, every, every, every product and service is different depending on the, what, you're, what market you're in and, and what you're getting after. But there's definitely something about the development of a product. Let's say it's a, if it's a digital product, is the, the functionality and the, the user experience and the design of that product something that is essentially 10x better than anything else out there. It, it kind of has to be these days in order for it to be shared and loved broadly. And then on the hardware side, similarly, do, do you, do, have you found a niche and you have the appropriate industrial design? Do you have the appropriate electrical engineering if, if it's an IoT device or something so that it's clearly a product that people want? Now, a lot of founders that I work with and my partners and I work with think that they are good at product, meaning understanding the customer well enough in order to develop and design that product. I used to think I was good at it until I met people who were world-class at the trade. <laughs> Often the best designers in the digital world come from industrial design. Well, there's a lot of really great digital designers, but it's more than just the visuals. It's do, do you have somebody on your team, maybe this is you, 
who understands your customer deeply? Do they understand the opportunity, the problem that's being solved? That can they empathize with the customer, right? A lot of good founders build companies that they themselves are the first customer of the product because they know the need greatly. And so excellent products from an engineering, from a design standpoint are hard to come by and don't take it lightly. Now, that's just the second part of the framework. The third part is market. I've interviewed other guests on this show that actually say that in, in their early stage investing, they look more at market. Is it, is it a broad market that has lots of people that are hungry for the product that you're building? In other words, is there enough money being exchanged? Is there enough margin in, 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 the, in the space? Where is it too saturated with competitors? And Jeff Bezos is famous for saying, your margin is my opportunity. So if there's plenty of margin, if there's lots of people buying the types of things that you're, you're trying to build as products or services, then that's usually a good sign. And the best analysis of a market is usually the, the price that you're selling your product or service at multiplied by the demographic the, of the, the people that are going to be buying whatever you're, you're, you're producing for them. And so there's a lot of other market, nuances about market around the competition. And is it, is, it, is it something that you might need to grow the market, right? This, this concept of a shadow market. You, the people may not know, similar to the, the famous Steve Jobs when he built the iPhone. He's like, ah, oh, the people are going to love this thing. They may not know exactly what it is yet. Now, be careful there, right? The good founder has a, has a good balance between a strong product vision, i.e. the people are going to love this, and a realistic understanding of, of the data as it rolls in. <laughs> it might just be a few of your friends, right? Like, what is that data that you're going to be collecting from your early customers? And ideally, friends of friends of friends, people who don't know you so they can give you the brutal, honest truth. Now, obviously, there are market trends in technology, in different geographies around the world, what a regulatory look like, you know, that, that based on whether it's online markets or physical markets, there's just a lot of nuances there. But you can kind of get as we're, you're evaluating deals, you can kind of get a sense of is, is this a market that can grow? Is it, is it hungry? Especially if you're getting, raising money from venture capitalists, they're going to want to see a really huge market in order to see a nice exit or IPO down the road. So now, okay, that's team, product, and market. Often, if you're a founder, you've probably talked to a venture capitalist if, you, if you've gone down this journey and you've heard the, the, the infamous words, you need more traction. So what is traction? Uh, traction actually looks different depending on your, your revenue model, depending on the, the market that you're going after, depending on the product or service nuance that you're developing. So it's difficult to put a concrete answer to the question, what is traction? Um, and ultimately, it actually kind of depends on how much you're raising and at what valuation, whether it's a priced round or you're putting a cap on a, on a safe or a con convertible note. That essentially prices how much you're selling the equity for your company in exchange for cash in order to gas whatever you're getting after. So the process of evaluating and telling investors what your traction is honestly starts with you and how you've ideated the, the, your, your, your startup, the early feedback that you've got on it, how people are, are, how you're organizing that feedback in the earliest stages, right at the idea or the earliest pre-seed friends and family level, that feedback and the interview and what you're gleaning about the market and your customers, right? Essentially your hypotheses of who your customer is, the dynamics of your market, different areas where you can grow, 
that homework, that investigation is actually the early traction. It's not often talked about because most angels and VCs don't touch companies that are worth less than three, four million dollars. But in the earliest stages, this is traction. There are investors like me out there that invest when you're in the earliest ideation and validation stages. And this is what we look for. Have you done your homework? Do you understand your market? Are you, are you figuring out how to test whether your product or service is effective? So obviously traction gets easier once you actually build a, build a product and get it in the hands of people. Then you actually have data and, and key performance indicators and, and, and other usage metrics and revenue metrics that get much easier to evaluate as you get further in the process. But most angel investors that, that invest early don't have the luxury of having all of those concrete numbers for traction. And so a lot of what we're looking for, again, comes back to have you talked to lots of people and empathize with what they want in terms of an opportunity or a problem that you're solving. And that's, that is going to be your traction. And then finally, a financial model. I'll put in the show notes here a link that a, a, a fellow venture capitalist and I uh, wrote as a series on startup financial modeling. But you should at least have a back of the napkin model for how you're going to make money, how you're going to pay for your, yourself, your employees, the contractors, the different SaaS uh, products that you're going to need to build your company, depending on what, what market and what revenue model you're going after. But really, the process of building a financial model whether it's you, somebody technical on your team, to go column by column, row by row, cell by cell, sheet by sheet to develop a model that you understand intimately so you understand the levers of what is controlling the finances of your business. And you can run all kinds of interesting experiments yourself when you, are, uh, when you actually have that model in front of you. And, and that's essentially it. Like When evaluating a deal... We look at team, product, market, traction, and financial model. And when you, when you have developed that model and you've gone through this process, that is the, that's the overall framework. And really, every, every angel investor and venture capitalist out there will use a similar process, whether they tell you it or not. And so I'm glad to be able to record this quick little episode to tell you more about that. So feel free to reach out to me. You can just email me at will at wclittle.com. You can find about me and my partners at protaventures.com. That's P-R-O-T-A. And thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. All right. A couple quick things before you go. Number one, I have a general newsletter where I write about technology and startups and health science and teaching people to code. And I write about a variety of different subjects that we talk about on this show. So if you go to wclittle.com, there you'll be able to subscribe. And you'll also be able to subscribe to particular topics. If you're just interested in one or a few of them, you'll be notified right when I publish new content in those areas. Number two, my partners and I at Proto Ventures have a portfolio company called Startup Rocket. If you go to startuprocket.com, there you'll be able to receive coaching guides and customize an operations framework for you and your team and your advisors to be on the same page in terms of what is the appropriate next step for you in your entrepreneurial journey. And finally, if you wouldn't mind leaving a review anywhere that you have listened to this podcast or watched this podcast, it would be super helpful to help those who might be interested in consuming this content 
as well. Thank you.